Welcome back to Coffee Talk at the Bingo Hall with Dreaded Goddess and Mr. Intense. This week we are discussing the how-tos in playing a Google search game pineapple style. Turn on the coffee pot and get the pineapple flavor ready because we are live. This week I wanted to start off by saying that we had our first five-star review on Apple Podcasts this week for the entire podcast. Um, so if you are the listener that gave us the uh, five-star review, we really appreciate it. Anyone else who enjoys the podcast and hearing what we have to say and uh, wants us to continue making content, please join them and uh, leave us a review on uh, whatever podcast you are listening station you are listening to this on is that is that what that is podcast station yeah i guess so <laughs> um so if you're listening on spotify or apple google amazon wherever you're listening to if you would please leave us a five-star review or just some uh feedback that would be great we'd appreciate it so last week we talked about what to expect when you're getting into swinging the first episode was how we got into swinging and a little bit of our story there. This week we are going to do how to, and then at the end we're gonna play a game. Last week we also played a game. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, sm- <laughs> mash or pass, but our no, version. No, it was not, it was our version. swap or drop. Yeah, well we changed it to swap or drop. <laughs> so if you guys have listened to the podcast, we'd love to hear what your guys' opinion on the swap or drop game was, or if you guys wanted to chime in on whether or not you would swap or drop with our chosen couples, then you can DM us or email us. We have everything up on our website, which is www.coffeetalk-bingohall.com. You can find our email there, and then you can find other contact information to get a hold of Brett or I on things like TikTok or... um, Actually, I think we just have TikTok and email on there right now. Yeah. So we also have the patron information up. It's not all the way running, but if you are interested in being a member of the patron when it does come up, you can send us a DM or an email and we can get you that information as soon as we get the page running. And all that information is on the website now. So this week, we are going to start things off by doing a how-to not the how-to's of swinging not necessarily a how to be a swinger um but maybe how we have gotten into it and some of the things that we think are vital and some of the things that we've heard from other couples that are vital yeah so do you want to start off on the question me asking you or do you want to start off um you asking me um i'll ask I can't even talk, but I'll ask. That's what I meant to say. Um, So our first how-to is how do you talk to your partner? I usually use my mouth, but sometimes we text. About swinging. How do you bring up the swinging conversation? (laughs) Actually, we don't ever text. We only use Snapchat. Yeah, because you're strange. No, it's because I know that if it's on snap that it's someone that i might want to talk to but if it's a text it might be work and i don't want to talk to anybody at work yes, <laughs> that's so, a good philosophy so if, if you're snapping me then i've given you personally given you or someone's given you my snapchat and it's likely that i might want to talk to you so 
it's why I don't text very often. Um, how do you talk to your partner about swinging? So I think we touched on this a couple of times in yeah, well, we the talked first couple about of episodes, how we did it. but I think that one of the biggest things that we've come to hear, whether or not it's from our situation or other situation, is that you talk to an individual when the adrenaline of the sexual moment's up. So I mean, in some cases, not everyone feels like that's how you should do it, but yeah, I think that a majority of the ones that I can remember talking to um, have. But I'm sure that there's other ways to go about it for sure, and I I think we touch on or I can touch on a couple of those, and you have a couple of those. But I think that at least for us, we started talking about it when the adrenaline was up, um, and it's a lot easier to come to someone whenever you're kind of in the moment it's a little bit more free and you maybe a little less judgmental at the time so what was your uh, biggest one what did you think was the biggest area for the talk to your partner about uh, getting into swinging well i mean i think i always say pillow talk is it, I'm just saying that not everyone thinks that that's how you should broach the subject. I think she just likes to disagree with me. <laughs> I, I didn't. I am agreeing with you. I'm just saying. So I also think that I say it a lot that I like to joke about it. So if we approach the situation and we're being sarcastic or funny and we're utilizing it as like a would you do this kind of thing yeah kind of gives you an out i think you also have to be comfortable with it before you're bringing it up to somebody because if you're not comfortable about talking about it then they're probably not going to be comfortable talking to you about it either oh man i talk about a lot of things i'm not comfortable about and i just do it in like it's an uncomfortable conversation to have at first or it can be at least yeah but i think that coming at it with humor gives you kind of like an out where you can be like Oh, that was just JK. a joke. Yeah, I wasn't talking about you taking two penises at once. That was just a joke. I, no, I don't want to send you over to my friend's house. That was just me joshing you, buddy. Um, but it, you know, but if their eyes light up, you know, if you're talking to her and her eyes light up and you're like, okay, well, maybe poke that bear a little harder and, and see if, if maybe it'll come out of hibernation. And... So I think that joking does kind of give you an out along with the pillow talk. Yeah. Maybe one way or the other start it. I think a lot of the times on TikTok we get the, that question of what do I do to approach my partner? Oh, all the time. I, yeah, I think it's like one of the biggest. It's like that and how do I get into uh, swinging as a single male? Yeah. Um, top two questions for <laughs> Top sure. two questions probably every single time. But... I think those are the two biggest answers is, is come at it with a light approach. It's, oh, yeah. It's not pushy. Don't, yeah, don't be pushy. And it's okay to be persistent, though. Like, pushy, or sorry, persistent, not pushy. Yeah. I think especially if you get a little outlet, but maybe you don't get a lot, then maybe hold off on it and bring it up, and bring it up again. And, and that way you are persistent, but you're not necessarily looking to get the entire uh, pot of gold in, in one go. Yeah. You know, you're taking back a little bag at a time. Yeah. And then research. like Research maybe, was your big one. Yeah. It was my big one. But I'm just saying like in general, like 
they could research it together. I remember several times that you asked me if I had researched these things, and I'm like, absolutely not. Here, read this article. (laughs) Absolutely, I did not research it. I sent you multiple articles. Now, I love to research. Like, I love going to school. I love researching. I read research articles all the time for my job. And so you're like, let's research this. And I'm like, this was supposed to be fun and not research. Yeah, but I like to know. So I'm like, man, I'm like, I want to know what I'm doing and what I'm talking about. I was ready for you to present charts and graphs. Yeah, like a a PowerPoint. Yeah, a presentation. (laughs) Like sit right back, babe, because you're about to hear the presentation of why we should or should not be swingers. (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness gracious. Um, you brought out the little PowerPoint laser and was, <laughs> was like, this is too much. I don't know if I can handle this. This is uh, not what I signed up for. But you did. You had a lot of uh, articles, and I think that really helped you kind of adapt to it yourself. Yeah. Because I think that at first, whenever you get into the idea and the topic, it can feel really like, no one else is really going to be doing this, right? I mean, yeah. this, this it's can't... It's overwhelming. You're going to be... You know, this, I don't even know. Pariah? Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you don't know a lot of people necessarily that are doing it because not everyone is talking about a it. A lot of people are very discreet with it. Right. But once you get into it a little bit more and you kind of start seeing it, it opens up. There's, you know, several conversations that we have daily on Snapchat or mm-hmm. several people that we know outside of that. In, inside of the club or inside of other areas that we've met. And so it does become more of a community once you find out that it exists, but getting into that is, is a little bit more difficult. So I uh, actually made that second question. I That was an accidental segue because the next question that we had on here was, how do you find others oh. like you? Yeah, and I kind of actually felt like both of these, we could talk about them together, actually, because they kind of go along. So how do you find other swingers or people in the lifestyle? And then how do you find, like, places to hang out? Um, and so I feel like the easiest um, way to find other people in the lifestyle are the apps. Um, we started with... So everybody knows our story we didn't technically start um by swinging we started more of in like a hot wife scenario so we started with tinder um but there's actual like lifestyle apps like sls sdc uh three fun we just recently got another one's field but we we don't use that one and then um my most favorite is swingersociety.net super new but um like a fraction of the cost of most of the other ones so what is the one? I keep on getting an email from one oh, that we had signed up for. We did. Is it Cassidy? Cassidy. I forgot that yeah. one. So I get an email from that all the time telling me that we've got a new message on there. And I'm like, okay, I don't so even... my issue with that, we need to, I feel like we need to just cut that one. Every single email we get is about, it's not even people, it's emails about like events. We were invited to an event or something. Oh. Yeah, so, I don't ever check them. I just get them. Like, I've got like 30 emails I, from them. We probably week. need to get rid of that one because I don't like it. That's why I don't use it. So, using the apps, I think that, uh, you know, this was mostly something, again, that everyone's going to choose how they go about things. And I think we've talked to, to other people that 
the male sometimes talks to the other females brings them in or sometimes the male talks to the other male and that's really it and mm-hmm. then they bring those in or sometimes there's a couple conversations where everyone is in the same chat some people use kick some people use snapchat um, I'm not a huge fan of Kick. I know that a lot of I'm individuals do like Kick, though. That almost throws me off. That almost makes me want to not even have a conversation <laughs> when they're like, "Oh, we only use Kick." I'm like, oh. it's 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 a preference thing, but yeah. it's like I I don't know. I use Snap. Snap is easy. I also like Snap because of the picture fi- feature. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to send pictures on. Uh, snap and even if yeah, so we can verify you <laughs> yeah it, it is a, it is a verification technique i don't want to just see your pictures on sds and then assume that is still what mm-hmm. you look like because it's easy to you know it's easy to google someone's picture mm-hmm. um it's It'll also catfishing us yeah it's also easy to take one really good picture in a really good lighting yeah. and be like wow that looks pretty nice and then you see the picture somewhere else and you're like, what the world happened? Our bull, that's not really our bull anymore, if you wanted to even call him that, did not look anything like his Tinder pictures. Because I'm pretty sure they were like when he was probably like 18 and he's like 25 now. Yeah, and, and some people do that like on their social media. Like I have friends who their profile picture is still them when they were like, 27 we're we're in our 30s we're old now. now guys come on we're we're mid 30s time and, to change your picture and they're like 27 sitting there with like duck lips still and i'm like <laughs> um that was okay was don't like, knock the duck lips i like still take duck lips all it was like eight years ago though like you don't look anything like that now <laughs> i have so much more gray hair than i did whenever i was 27 like that is just it's not it's not a reality. So if, if that's what I have on my social media and then you come and see me, you're going to be like, I didn't realize I was here to meet, you know, the Tales from the Crip guy. <laughs> I thought I was here to meet, you know, the 27-year-old dude in the picture. So I think that that's why I like Snapchat. But whenever you're finding those other people, whether or not you're finding them on SDS or um, the SwingerSociety.net or you're talking to them on the Discord and you, you start to meet them, I think that bringing them into your comfortable zone and talking with them is, is the easiest way to make sure that you guys mesh and mm-hmm. you can communicate well. Uh, another question that we always get asked is, how do you guys determine whether or not a couple is for you? And I think that it boils down to the conversation that we're having. So, you know, initially we're just like anyone else where attraction has to be there there has to be some some. people say that it doesn't though and i'm not saying that they're lying but like to me like physicality is still important like i have to be physically attracted to you to initiate anything yeah i think that there definitely has to be some physical attraction. Otherwise, you're probably not going to make the cut to even get to the Snapchat. Yeah, like if um, I'm, I mean, that's how I feel. Like, because we, you see people's pictures first before you start talking to them. So if I'm not even physically attracted to you, most likely we're not even getting to a conversation. Right. So I think that, yeah, and I have seen people say that they want to just <clears throat> connect with individuals and, and that like, and I guess like in a spiritual way they are connecting. I don't really know. But that's 
not really the way that or maybe i mean this could be another thing maybe they mean that in the sense that like they're just looking to make friends first and if things go further than that then they do so i could see that being the case but i'm not on these apps looking for new friends i'm on these apps looking for people that i'm potentially interested in swapping with now if i make friends off of like tiktok or stuff like that like that's another scenario yeah but i'm not paying for these and tiktok's another good area that we've actually actually yeah we didn't even mention people yeah because we've actually met the the group that we talked to from canada we met them from tiktok i mean we've met we've met all the people that we talked to right now from tiktok really i thought that well i I thought didn't we i don't remember maybe Yes, we did. Every single one of them. Okay. Yeah, so TikTok is another... <laughs> the newest one, though, we didn't. No. They yeah, were that from was, uh, 3 fun. fun. Okay. But every other one, we... Yeah. So, TikTok. so TikTok's another good, viable... It really is. Like, place. swing talk. Like, if you have TikTok and you're looking to make some friends, hashtag swing talk's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. You'll find all things swing. And normally they have several pictures or videos of themselves. So it's oh, yeah. it, that's so. like easily verified. Mm-hmm. It's not like three stagnant stationary pictures where yeah. you're like has anybody updated this profile in 3 years cuz mm-hmm. a lot of the times those do become stagnant because you don't think about updating them. You're that's not like you're on that like you're on Facebook or something. It's not like you're updating it. Like baked an apple pie today. Yeah. It's it's really you're only on there whenever you're looking, actively looking. And we're not always actively looking because we talked quite a few different groups already. So it's not like we're always looking for someone new. Now, if we find someone even, new, then it is I can't great, even recall but... the last time we were actually looking. It's been a couple months probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's because... Sometimes you just you get kind of uh, bogged down with so many conversations that you want to be able to keep everyone straight. Um, that sounds bad. It it does. It's but kind that, of the truth, well, that's though. the thing though is well when we play this game later, um, in in the show, one of my uh, things falls off on that. But it we do have a lot of individuals we talk to. Now that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that we want to be with all of them though. It, that's not really what that means. And so yeah. if, if you make the snap, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're also sleeping with you because sometimes it does just kind of uh, divulge into a friendship or an understanding that, you know, hey, if we ever met each other, that would be great. But we know that life happens and we've got kids and, and they've got kids mm-hmm. and they live, you know, 13, 14 hours away, and it's like, okay, well, how do we get there in a time setting of um, one weekend? And that's that's difficult. I don't know that we're going to get there in yeah. one weekend. And so, then a lot of the times, our, our babysitter's like, please come get your children <laughs> after about 45 minutes. And they're like, what are you doing? You've been gone for three days. I'm like, it's, I'm in the driveway still. Haven't no. even left. Um, no, our, our babysitter's great. But but the point is, is that, you know, you, you can meet these individuals and then develop friendships because that's possible. I think we've talked to several that, you know, are probably just going to always be friends and nothing really more. Um, not necessarily that we wouldn't if we were in the same area, but yeah, what's the like? Yeah, sometimes we're so far away that it's hard. Yeah. So... 
we talked about like the apps, but how to find hangout areas. We found that's harder um, because, like, so you can try and Google lifestyle clubs, but also so you can't. Some of them you just can't. You flat can't out find. You can't. I can't talk. Oh my god! You flat out cannot find them on Google. They're secretive. Um, yes, they are. They're discreet. So, like, you can try Googling clubs in your area, but those apps, some of them, not all of them, um, do show, like, clubs in your area. So that is a good way to try and find them. But I feel like the easiest way to find places to hang out is by word of mouth because that's the only way we even found a club. Yeah, and it was definitely the only way we found out how to get into all of the clubs. Yeah, because it's kind of, I don't want to say confusing, but... Even, so we're going to trap in two weeks. Yeah, and I've had like a million Or is it next week? No, wait, it's next weekend. Yeah, so actually next weekend. So we're going to Georgia to go to Atlanta to go to trap. (laughs) To Georgia, to Atlanta, to (laughs) trap. So we are going based upon... Other the the Kraken Beard and Kraken Beard's wife, mm-hmm. um, but we had no idea how to do any of that, like a membership. No, or what I they felt had so bad because or... I was literally asking one of our groups like twenty questions. I'm like, I'm so sorry for all the questions, but I don't understand what we're supposed to do. So yeah, and I think that one of the great things about this is that everyone is helpful. Yeah, it's like no one wants to once you get in. It's it's secretive. But once you start finding out people, it's not like they want to keep the secret from you. No, they want to share. They want to so. share it. Um, it's all about sharing. Sharing yeah. is caring. Sharing is caring. Um, but it's not necessarily the most intuitive. So finding people first is the easiest route to go about. For sure. And then once you find those individuals, start asking them questions about where they've been, who they've met. And, and we've met a few people we had a group that we talked to from kick that knew people in like st louis like there's not a club in st louis but there were individuals who had like house parties and things like that and they had told us about them and then they said that there was people that lived down in like the soulard area and things as such i sadly don't remember this conversation (laughs) that was the one that uh the individuals that were inviting us to go to mardi girl um, was I present for these conversations? I hope so. That was on kick. That was one of our kick conversations. I literally do not like. I'm. I know the couple that you're talking about. I think, but I don't remember discussing Mardi Gras at all. So maybe yeah. I just. Didn't they, well, they wanted us to go to the St. Louis Mardi Gras. Um, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> and I kept on telling them no because it was too cold and I wasn't oh, going outside. Oh wait, okay, I remember that now. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from it, though. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm good. I I don't do cold very well, so. I went to Mardi Gras once, but it was in New Orleans where it was like 75 or 80 degrees. And that was one of the most weird experiences that I've ever had. Story for another day. Story for another day. All right. So how to find areas is, 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 is. Neither one of us can talk today. The, the most viable way to do that is to find individuals first yeah. and then kind of piggyback on that. We have other scenarios where we found local people. Um, we actually know someone um, through personal that actually ended up being a oh, yeah. swinger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
once you start getting out there, it does become kind of easier. Yeah. And And even like, sometimes you meet people through people. So like, just put yourself out there a little bit. Like you can still, you can still put yourself out there and be discreet about it because they are, they're very discreet about it. They don't show their faces on anything. Yeah. They don't use their names. Nope. And I think that as we progress, hopefully, and uh, things become more accepted in nature and people let each other have their own sexual experiences. And, you know, one of the biggest parts that we wanted to have this podcast was so that way it wasn't so taboo. And whenever somebody heard it, we didn't have to jump on Facebook and see our name everywhere um, and think like people are having conversations about us again. That's <laughs> super cool. I'm um, still the topic of conversation at work. So. Yeah. Well, I figured that it's uh, a nice new uh, shiny toy for people. And then once it for gets sure. boring, they'll... I was hoping I was getting boring, but I guess not. No. Well, everybody's going to come in new and find that. So... <laughs> So the next question is how to make rules, boundaries, and expectations known. Rules were something that I didn't think about at the beginning, but then I did. You came with a laundry <laughs> a list. list of It rules. was not a laundry list, but I did have a list. It was like these are 32 points I think you should study very very closely and I'm like uh no <laughs> not true no it was a lot though i mean especially at the beginning you had quite a few um okay but to be fair most of them were things that were like known i just wrote them down sure uh because i wanted to make sure we mutually agree that those were like automatic things that we weren't doing which rules are ever changing they are. They've adapted. They've definitely adapted. And we realized that some of them were like, okay, well, that maybe isn't so uh, viable while we're doing this. Yeah. I think that the only two rules that have kind of stuck are the no anal. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do that only with each other. Um, and only with each other. I only do that to you. We're not doing that to me. Um <laughs> So, and then our other rule, our other um, big rule is, I'm blanking on what that is. I mean, I can think of two other rules. Okay, go ahead. So, no anal, protection always, which is kind of a given in the swing life, and, wow, my brain just spaced, Um, full swap, or sorry, not full swap, God. Where am I at today? I am clearly not here. Same room. Yes, that is the other one. That's the other one I was thinking about, same room. I wasn't thinking about it because my, my brain went dead. Yeah, but, like, I so, don't know what happened. I think that we just had a stroke, guys. We don't like to swap in separate rooms. We like to be in the same area so that way we can kind of... It's not even that we don't like it. It's not an option yeah. to swap in a different Well, it room. is that we don't like it. That's why it's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, if we did like it, it might be an option. <laughs> But we don't. So we like to see each other for different reasons. Britt likes to make sure that I'm not running away on a honeymoon. <laughs> um, and I just like to watch because I find it sexy to watch and listen. Um, so two different reasons why we want to be in the same room. <laughs> but it works because we both want to be in the same room. So 
I want to make eye contact with her while that's happening. Because, like, if anybody can imagine this scenario where Daenerys is in Game of Thrones and Khal Drogo is behind her, if you haven't watched it, you got to go watch Game of Thrones because it's the greatest show of all time. <laughs> but if you have watched it, then you know the scene where Khal Drogo is just taking Daenerys on the bed. Um, they actually just, we were watching another show, um, Euphoria, where she just had a daydream about her own Dothraki doing that to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyhow, uh, I like to watch that position as, as Brit's like looking me in the eyes. Um, she, on the other hand, just wants to make frequent, small, isolated contacts of... Yeah, like little peaks. Yeah. Little bee peaks. <laughs> so rules are ever-changing. You have to come up with your own rules as a couple. I'd say start where you're comfortable. Discuss yes. the things that you're comfortable with. Discuss the things that make you uncomfortable. Have too many at first. Yeah, I mean, cut. literally. like cut It's better to have way too many than not enough and really fuck up your first swap. Yeah. Um, again, as I referenced in episode two... Uh, swinger Yoda had told us it's easier to knock down one barrier at a time than it is to knock down 10. So that is where you need to start is talking about those and, and coming up with the rules that you think might bother you or might not bother you and then knocking those down, which leads to like boundaries and expectations as well. Know your boundaries. What are your boundaries? Where are you not going? We're not doing anal. That's a, that's a boundary. We're not going into a separate room. That's a boundary. In our first full swap, it was uncomfortable because there was like a little barrier between us and the other side of the um, room in the hotel. And you guys had actually got up and walked to the couch. And like that was almost too much. Yeah, but then I immediately shut it down and we did absolutely nothing while we were over there. So Right. <laughs> so <laughs> Poor guy. So the boundaries are good to know, and then expectations are always good to know. I, I always ask what our expectations are before we go in. Yeah, like you should discuss the night and how you foresee it going. And don't ever let you your partner there. say, like, we'll see when we get there. Because... Britt likes to say that, and those are famous <laughs> last words that I know that I'm about to get in trouble. Because it doesn't matter if we see when we get there, because as soon as I do it and she sees it, she's already upset. So we can't see when we get there. I got to know. It, can I do this or can I not do this? What can I say? What can I not say? Um, what is going too far for you? Because by the time she sees it, it's it's already over. Like. <laughs> There's no, there's no reason to see that. I already know what the result of it is. Um, so know your rules, know your boundaries, know your expectations. Communicate those. I think those are going to be different for everyone. So if you're asking, like, what are normal rules? Well, there's no normal rules. But come in with the expectation to know that, like, you can't have crazy rules and still probably find people who are going to have those. So if, like, your rule is, like, you know, no, no kissing at all. Um, no, like there touchy, are there are people with but, those rules, yes. but it may be difficult for you to find someone or a couple that's okay with those rules. Not right. saying that 
Not saying that it's not okay to have them. It just might be more difficult to find somebody to still swap with you. Right. Um, your rules are your rules. But yeah, I still say go in with too many rules because once you get into the scenario, you may find, well, hey, I may actually be okay with that now. So maybe we can scale the rules back a little bit. So the next question we have here is how to find balance. How do you find balance in between uh, your own personal relationship and swapping? I mean, a lot of people take breaks. Yeah, we really is... haven't been in it very long, so. Yeah. No. I feel like we've kind of, we've been on a break a little bit, though, because we haven't played in a while. We still have conversations, but we haven't done anything in a little bit. Yeah. I think that uh, tempering expectations is also good, knowing how often you're going to do it. That's a good way to balance it. It's like. Okay, do we plan to do this once a month or do we plan to do this once every week? It's actually a conversation we've never even had. And we haven't. It's never really been too much of a difficult endeavor for us, though. I think that um, we talk about it and whether or not one person's up for it or not, we kind of just go with that. So it's, I, I would say we're a go with the flow kind of person. Yeah. Um, we're one person now, we're not a couple. <laughs> but I think that I've heard on uh, Swing Nation's podcast, they do like once a month. And then I've seen other people where they just go whenever the... Like every weekend if they yeah. can. And then there's some people who just go when there's availability. Like I feel like that's kind of us. Like It's kind of, is there an event happening or is there somebody that wants to meet us? Okay, now can we find a babysitter? Yep. I think that it's a lot easier to plan things. Like we aren't... We did do a spontaneous one. Like we, I literally added them on snapchat like two hours before i went and swapped with them <laughs> um that was something um that was a one night stand uh I like, swap did so. we not talk about that scenario i think we did i think we did touch on it and uh, i feel like we need to have an episode <laughs> where we like go into detail on our two swaps <laughs> yeah i think that they are both interesting endeavors um, in and of themselves. But I think that the easiest way that we found balance is to just kind of talk to each other before. If are we going to do this? Is this an expectation that we have? And I think that we have couples uh, based upon conversations that we've had or just our attraction level to them that we could say, like, we really want to swap at this couple. And then there's some couples that are lower down on that expectation level. And like, so that is a way to balance it as well. Like we don't have to swap with every couple. We don't plan to swap with every couple, but these are some couples that we really would like to. And these are some people that we want to hang out with again. So we kind of find ways to do that. Um, you know, we, we hung out with the, the like the crack and beard and um, some of the other swing talk individuals, mm-hmm. um, G and Nadine, um, and then uh, Life of Spice and things like that. And we thought that they were cool people. So we looked for another way to hang out with them. And we found that we could meet them at Trap. So we decided that we would go to the Trap and, and, and meet them. But that's something that we planned for quite a while, honestly. Yeah, months. So we plan ahead. And normally, I wouldn't say we don't do impulse because we It's can, just hard for us to do impulse. More, yeah. So the last one that we had here was how to strengthen the bond after with partner. I think our answer is probably both going to be the same. It's just that 
you have that moment mm-hmm. afterwards where you reconnect with each other. Yep. Um, re- reassure your partner. I need lots of reassurance. She needs <laughs> so all, much reassurance. All the reassurance. Um, I have just a bag of reassurance under the bed where I just <laughs> pour it on her. So those are a basic how-tos. Those are things that I thought were important whenever we first got into it at the very, very beginning. Not that we're like so far in depth that we have a, a guidebook that's out. But <laughs> we're still noobs. But we, those were our how-tos. Those were how we started getting into it, how we started getting comfortable with every situation that we were in. Not that we're comfortable with every situation still. Yeah. There's still things that we come up with are into that are like, what? I don't know if I'm going to be doing that or ever. Yeah, and just things we thought were helpful. Um, I did want to mention, though, um, if anybody listening doesn't have, like, the Discord, the Swinger Society Discord link, you can always email us or DM us for that. And then also make sure you guys check out the swingersociety.net. You can also probably look in the show notes for past episodes, or I can add them again to this episode, um, the link. and. Oh, yeah, we could do that. And then you can find them there, or you can, again, go to um, our website, which is www.coffeetalk-bingohall.com and find our information to get a hold of us, and we can give you that. Do we... Maybe we should put um, some, like, links on there, like, to the the Discord, the Swinger Society, and maybe yeah, some of the other We actually have websites. a spot for that. We just haven't had time to okay. edit it. Um, we'll get that up there for you yeah guys. it's like i'm working two jobs taking care of four kids and trying to get that website <laughs> yeah slowly it, but surely it'll, it'll get be there, there i promise um so i wanted to end this episode with another game mm-hmm. so last week we played a fun game where we did swap or drop this week i wanted to do a game where we googled the term like swinging, swinger, swinger lifestyle, something to that nature. And then we picked some topics that were interesting to us, and then we talked about them off the cuff. Yeah, and I failed this game because I only picked one. Yeah, I told her to pick three, and so she's like, I did one instead. And I'm like, that's not three, that's one. So so instead of six, we have four, and three of them are for me. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. So... Initially, I wanted to play like a fact or fiction game because I came up with this topic whenever we were lying in bed one night, and I was like, we should play different games on the end of the podcast, just for fun, something different, and I googled like swinging, and the very first one that came up is the one that I'm going to use first, because (laughs) I thought it was hilarious, because it was just one of those grandiose uh, stereotypes where I was like, oh, that doesn't seem to put us in a very good light. But it said, do all swingers have STDs? And I thought, <laughs> so awful. absolutely. Every single one of them. <laughs> we all do. It's a 100% across the board statistic that every single <laughs> swinger has an STD. It's 100%. There's no reason to Google it because it is an undiscriminated fact that every single one of them do <laughs> if you even think about swinging if you said the, if you said the word swing before doesn't matter if you were talking about the playground equipment or swapping your wife or <laughs> husband automatic automatic it is automatic std um your genitalia will swell 
If you have a penis, it will turn into like one of those uh, blown hot dogs in the microwave. That's disgusting. If you have a vagina, it looks like a bulldog that got a hold of a jar of mayonnaise. Oh my God, Scott. That's swinging for you, right? No. No, swingers don't all have STDs. I think a uh, majority of swingers take precautions. Um, and they get tested and- semi-annually. <laughs> You can get kits online. It's not that hard. Yes. Um, the local health department will test you. Um, you know, put protection on, vet your individuals that you are going to be swinging with. I mean, if you've sw- uh, been with them a couple of times, I'm not saying that you have to wear protection with everyone, but if you've been with them a couple of times, you know, you might forego that, but you've vetted them, you know them. It's like having that. I guess another like couple partner, um, but no, not everyone has STDs. That's ridiculous to think. That'd be like asking if everyone who's ever had sex has STDs. Um, no. So I don't. What was yours? Did you? I wrote it somewhere. You wrote it down. It was just something that I saw that I found interesting. Oh, that. So I read something like the title was like uh, "Swinging Doesn't Last Forever" or something. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. And it said, now this is not fact, this is just an article, okay, not speaking facts here, but it said a majority of couples only swing for a few years. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And we've met individuals who have been in a swing lifestyle for like decades. Mm-hmm. So it, it But is... we've also met ones that um, maybe were in the lifestyle for a little bit and then took a break for 10 years. Yeah, and... So it's, I think it's pretty much like anything else. Yeah. Some people are going to be in it for a long time. Some Lifers. people are not. Yeah. I, I literally worked with a guy whenever I was 18 years old at um, my f- first job in the developmental disabilities world. And he had been in that same position for 32 years. <laughs> I ended up saying it in three. See? See the difference? I was the three years. He was in it for 32. I think that guy still works there. It's like 17 years down the road. That's like 50 years in the same job. It's crazy. So my next one that I found was, is swinging addictive? And the reason that it caught my attention is because it started talking about the psychology of swinging. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, this probably is going to be like a little fun article that um, would be fun to read and and maybe go over and i started reading the article and i actually printed it out and i thought i printed out both pages but it doesn't look like uh the second page printed out which is unfortunate because i wanted to read something that i thought was funny on there but it was talking about uh the psychology of swinging and one of the article authors said Swinging isn't good for anyone and no one gets anything out of it. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. First off, we're in a psychology uh, article, or it's supposed to be. It definitely labels itself as a psychology article. It does not read like one at all. Um, It talks about how behavioral scientists are divided about the effect of swinging and what it can do to a couple. And it doesn't really give any data or facts and, and the research is is quite undeniably not there oh wait it says uh bartell doubts that swinging really benefits anyone much surprisingly he found little evidence that 
It was responsible for marital discord or breakup among the couples he studied. In fact, some uh, swingers say that the opposite is true. Their claim, the couple that swings together stays together. And so I'm not really sure what Bartell is getting at. Like, Bartell sounds like he is saying that swinging doesn't benefit anyone, and then he's also saying that the he's couple that swings... himself. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, maybe this article isn't the greatest article to uh, do some analytical study on I it. could see where it could be addicting, though. Yeah, so that was fun question that I, I was thinking about. Is swinging addictive? And I think that, it, like anything else, that's adrenaline. If mm-hmm. you're... I mean, you get a lot of adrenaline yeah, spike you when really you're doing do. it. Especially, like... Well, like, even in the situation, but, like, the club scenario for me, like, that's a big adrenaline rush. Yeah, I mean, like, the very first time that I walked by and there was, like, 20 people having sex, I was like, <laughs> wow, that's a lot of sex. Um, so, it, it is. And then the like next a, time, we were one of them. Yes, and it is a spike. It is a <laughs> spike of adrenaline. It's a spike, a sudden rush, and you're like, okay, well, I could probably do that, wedge on over a little bit. So... That was an interesting one. I, I thought maybe it could be addicting. Um, I don't really have an addictive personality. so I don't either. But it could be. And then the last one I had, and, and this is what we'll leave everyone with, and I don't know why these are labeled as such, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> and I thought that if anyone is going to the club this um, weekend or in the next couple of weekends or they're just going to hang out with friends – that they would maybe find uh, these interesting. And this is swinger drinks. So whenever I Googled swinging, a list of alcoholic beverages came up. Did you lose them? I I didn't lose them, no. They're they're right here. So a list of alcoholic beverages came up. And actually, I got these from a place called Swinger Lifestyle, which actually has a magazine. I didn't even know there was a Swinger magazine. But there is. And so here's Swinger Drinks. I have no idea why these are Swinger Drinks because they don't have Swinger Drink names. They're literally called Swinger Drinks A. (laughs) So an abstinent frappe where it's a Swinger-style drink with one ounce of abstinent. One and a half tablespoon of super fine sugar, one ounce of water, and two ounces of rum and golden rum, one half ounce and cream. I have absolutely no idea how that goes together or why yeah. that would be good or why it is a swinger drink. Or but doesn't it sound good? swinger drink B is a one and a half ounces of brandy and one and a half ounces of. I don't even know how to pronounce this shit. Benedictine. Um, and then one and a half ounces ounces of I don't know how to pronounce this one. Contrier. Is that is that right? I don't know. And then four to six ounces of brute champagne. I don't know what brute champagne is. Like literally I have no idea what any of that says. It looks like Barbotis, one and a half cognac. 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 <laughs> one teaspoon of of Grand Mariner. Marnier. So, is that Marnie? <laughs> it's no. Marnie. Oh, okay. Marnier. You're an alcoholic. There's other ones 
if you are interested in them, you could definitely go on swingerlifestyle.com and find them. If you are going to the Swing Lifestyle event for the weekend or you're just meeting some people and you want to impress them with your swinger drink knowledge, <laughs> you can go on Swinger Lifestyle. I appreciate you guys again for joining us on the podcast and listening. And if you guys have any questions or follow-up critique, you can reach us on our website, DM us, or find Brett on TikTok under her handle. Dreaded.goddess. And you can also... That's wrong. It's dreaded.sweaker.goddess. We'll have the right one in the show notes. One of these days. So that way you can... I keep giving you guys the wrong handles because I can't get my life together. <laughs> we will be on tiktok somewhere yes (laughs) and if you find the swinger with dreads it's one of two you have a 50 50 chance there's there's two of them one's fake one's real mine are fake um yeah that wasn't personality we weren't knocking anybody (laughs) no okay so if you guys like the material that we've been putting out please give us a follow and a review And if you guys don't like it, please give us a follow and a five-star review anyways (laughs) to boost our confidence. Because the more confidence we have, the better we sound. Yay! Thanks, guys, for listening. And have a great, fantastic week. Bye!